you're looking for the next Marshall Yano, that is an extremely high bar to set. It's just kind of interesting to roll it forward to this year and think about, hey, maybe the Ravens can kind of pull off a similar route. When you have Lamar and you have this offense, you're going to be able to run the ball better than any other team in the league. These guys put themselves through a lot physically, mentally to do this. You should not expect hometown discounts or anything like that. Players are going to take what they can get, and I don't blame them. I will admit that I did not shower last night. I was like, I'm not going to the office. What's the matter? Yeah. What's the matter? Welcome into the lounge, a very different lounge. Garrett and I are not together. I guess that's good in some ways. Who's actually Who's at. actually in the lounge? Am I in the lounge or are you in the lounge? I, I just tweeted a picture of my lounge, which is literally I have my kids' little like pretend grocery store that they stand <laughs> behind and sell little toys, and I have a folding chair behind that. That's my. That's the lounge for me. What's your lounge look like? What's yeah, these I'm, I'm sitting at a kitchen counter right now. Uh, that is that's my lounge. So I guess it's kind of like a lounge. You know, I've got the wine rack behind me, so it kind of feels like a lounge. Oh, your lounge is way better than my lounge. <laughs> my lounge is just surrounded by a mess of toys. Well, you, you should see the, we've got the uh, final drive set. Uh, in the basement, so my my house is basically turned into a production studio. We got a, we got a set in the basement for Final Drive. We've got the lounge up here in my kitchen. Uh, it's <laughs> things are a little different around here, as I'm sure all the listeners can attest to for their own personal lives. Do you have one of those like Adam Schefter backgrounds? You know, like for Final Drive with the books and the trophies, all it, your awards we that did, you've never won. We did put the Emmy back there. We put an Emmy back there. <laughs> you put the Emmy, yeah. You, that that I still claim that's Miami. That should be Miami. It's a different. You may have you think you may have won an Emmy for a different category, but you had nothing to do with this category that I was in. It's completely that different. In? It was a different category. It was for it was for a Ravens Report show. Mm, all right. So you right, had, don't enough. so get your paws off that Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, things are very weird right now, as uh, they are for everybody around the country. Um, we have we are all working remotely. We're all working from home uh, at the Ravens. There are, I believe, some people still still in the office holding down the fort. Um, but most of the business side has been sent home to work. Um, so that's going to make things a lot different. What we're going to try to do is have a daily podcast, which. That might be the craziest thing I've ever said, <laughs> but, because right now the only way I'm able to record this is that I got my kids to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, nearly, nearly four years old, about a week away from four years old. So that, in and of itself, was an achievement to get to get the kids to sleep. Now I have a window here. I'm going to be checking the clock to make sure <laughs> that uh, you know we don't have any wakey wakey going on up there. So. Um, so we're going to try to bang this out really quick and we're going to try to do it every day and we'll see if we're able to deliver that. That's our intent. Yeah. And, and obviously right now there's a lot to talk about, uh, around the NFL. It's, it's the one league that, you know, is essentially still open, uh, because free agency is something that happens remotely. You know, most of that work is done over the phone or through text and email. And, uh, there's not a ton of in-person 
contact for free agency to take place, and that is that is going to go on as scheduled with a new league year opening 4 p.m. on uh, Wednesday, and the legal tampering period as we're recording this has just opened, and there's already all sorts of rumors that are flying out there. About- Holy cow, are you seeing this DeAndre Hopkins? Exactly, exactly. There's all sorts of stuff. That's one of them, <laughs> oh DeAndre God. Hopkins uh, getting traded. Um, I mean, I, I like that. Get him out of the AFC. Sure. Sayonara. Sure. Sayonara. Sure. I'm t- oh, my goodness. The Texans are. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. What did they get? What just so what did they a late round pick? <laughs> the Cardinals get DeAndre Hopkins a late round pick. The Texans apparently get David Johnson and a second round pick. Now you this time of year you always have to check, is this the real Adam Schefter? Yeah, I know. Or is this the fake Adam Schefter? This you, is the real Adam Schefter. You've got you, you you've gotten dupes by that before, haven't you? Oh, definitely. You know me. Come on, man. You, you never know, check. Quick, you, you never you check. Know I got a quick retweet finger. Right. And so, and for the Ravens, there's going to be all sorts of reports. There's already been reports about various things. Just for the listeners, uh, we don't talk about anything until it becomes official uh, on Wednesday at 4 p.m. So, if you're wondering, um, you know, hey guys, why are you talking about certain things? We don't talk about things until they are official, and so uh, that's where things stand yeah. with us. We like our job. Yes. We would like to keep them. Correct. And that's why we have to work this way. Sorry. <laughs> but that's, that's, we will have plenty to say about all such blank deals. Once they are official, we will have lots to say about it. Yeah. I, I mean, so we'll, we'll have plenty of time to discuss all of that. Uh, this, for now, is kind of a primer to free agency in terms of what's going to happen and things are going to be evolving quickly over the course of the next few days. Um, so but before we get completely into free agency um, – we want to read an email, and as always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. I know a lot of you guys are home, and you're looking for ways to pass the time, so send us emails. We want to kind of create a community around the lounge uh, that we can help you kind of get through this weird time where you're stuck at home and you're trying to figure out what to do. So uh, we got an email here from Justin, who's a uh, fifth grade teacher at Wynwood Elementary. Justin said that now that two high-profile pieces of news have come out about two great Ravens, late round picks, Matthew Judon getting the franchise tag and then Marshall Yonda retiring last week, which better illustrates how Ozzie Newsome was a wizard on draft day? Hmm. I, I mean... No shade to Matthew Judon, but Marshall Yonda is probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So to get him in the third round uh, in 2007 is an absolute steal. I mean, a complete steal. And here's he, and you know, getting Judon in the fifth was was also great. I will throw out there that you and I both you did hit on Judon right in your right. mock draft that True. year. I'll give you credit, but you, I also will add that you stole that pick from me. So <laughs> there's that. Um, but, but, um, the story about getting Yonda in the third round was pretty cool. And I think it also kind of illustrates, you know, what the Ravens hope for this year. Marshall Yonda was a tackle at Iowa. He was a right tackle. And I think the Ravens are looking at this year's draft, which is very deep at tackle. There's a lot, a, a lot of good tackles and saying, which of these guys would make a really good guard. Yeah. So, you know, you're looking for the next Marshall Yana. That is an extremely high bar to set. But uh, it's just kind of interesting to roll it forward to this year and think about, hey, maybe the Ravens can kind of pull off a similar route. Yeah, I would agree with you. It's hard to go against Yanda when he's going to be a Hall of Famer or, you know, very well could be a Hall of Famer. So, 
Yeah. Uh, I like the question from I Justin, think- but but Judon like mm-hmm. like I think Judon illustrates what like how the Ravens, why the Ravens value picks the way that they do. You know, I think a lot of times, especially this time of year, when you see guys, um, you know, getting traded and, and you say, wow, only a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick or whatever. The Ravens value picks because they trust their scouting process. And so when you have the ability to find guys like Yonda or Judon in the third and fifth rounds, that is a testament to the work that the scouts do, and they have a ton of faith in those guys. So I think that like that always is something to, to consider whenever we're talking about picks and why the Ravens value picks, and they've said that a million different times. Um, there is a clear rationale for why they have that strategy and that philosophy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think uh, one other point on that is that it also shows the Ravens, now, you know, they've had some misses at outside linebacker in the draft, but... Judon is kind of the perfect example of what the Ravens like to draft at outside linebacker, and that is production. Yeah, They like a guy who in college showed the ability to get to the quarterback and get him on the ground. And, uh, you know, I think Judon led the nation in sacks his senior year. He had like 21 or something like that, I want to say. Right. Um, that's what they look for. And so that's another thing to keep in mind when you're looking at the draft prospects this year. Who got the job done in college? You know, it's, it's one thing, of course, to project all the measurables and all that stuff. But I think the Ravens are a team that values that kind of um, – there's just a knack for pass rushing and a knack for finishing and getting to the quarterback. And that's something that they I think they put a high premium on. Did you get a lot of sacks in college? All right. Well, that's already a, a good step for – or good indication that you can do it in the NFL. Right. No, I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, all right. So now the free agency, I guess free agency is, you know, it's, it's technically open now that the legal tampering period is underway. Um, so as you look at this thing, uh, what do you think is sort of the top priorities for the Ravens as they enter this process? I think it's still the front seven. I, I think that that's where they want to beef up uh, this team. Obviously, we've talked about it on offense. Uh, you know, you have almost all the pieces. I do not expect them to sign any kind of big name wide receiver. I don't even expect them to really attack necessarily the second tier wide receivers. You know, like people are tossing out Emmanuel Sanders as, you know, their target who they would go for. And I think he's a fine player and all that. I still think he's going to sign a contract that's more expensive than the Ravens are looking to spend Mm -hmm. in free agency right now. I think they, they want young wide receivers to grow up together and grow up with Lamar and establish that connection. That's why they drafted two of them early last year in the draft with Hollywood and with Miles Boykin. And I think they're going to do the same this year, especially with a wide receiver class that is so talent rich and deep. I expect the Ravens to draft one. Maybe they'll go two again this year. And I think, I think, I think one of those is going to come in the first three rounds. I would be shocked if it did. I'm with you. I think, you know, the one thing with receiver that I was always on the fence with, like if you could get a, and I've pointed to him before, but it's not, it's not going to happen is AJ green. Like if you had the chance to get, if you were to sign a free agent receiver, I feel like it would have to be somebody that would make you feel like this could be a number one receiver. Like if you're getting somebody who's in that second tier range, are they going to necessarily be better than, than Boykin and, and like, or, and rookie? Uh, I, cause I think that like, for these young players, you need to have them on the field and they need to play together and they need to grow. So like if you sign a second tier guy, then that's going to take snaps away from Boykin, who you still have a lot of confidence in and you expect him to be a really good player. So Mm -hmm. 
now, again, if you could get a stud, but I, I don't think that, you know, the the stud just got traded. DeAndre Hopkins, who no one was even talking about. I know. Um, so, I'm still, I'm still shocked. I can barely think. I know. It is the real Adam Schefter. I, I checked like seven times. Uh, yeah. But, well, John McLean's reporting now DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth rounder go to the Cardinals for David Johnson and a second rounder this year and a fourth rounder next year. Gotcha. Still. Anyway, DeAndre Hopkins is like one of the best receivers in the game in his prime, but okay. Yeah, that's interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. Sorry, I cut you off again. No, I, I no. so anyway, my point, my point is just I don't think that unless you could get a number one, but I don't think that guy's going to be on the market um, at a price that the Ravens would be willing to pay. So I think I'm with you. The more likely scenario for a receiver is to do it during the draft. I think that yeah. an interesting spot will be offensive line. And we talked a little mm-hmm. bit about this uh, after Marshall Yana retired last week, but you've got you've got holes there. Skurr's come back from a major knee injury. Uh, Yanda retired, so you want to get bigger and better there after the loss of Yanda. So uh, right. if you can find well, a veteran, I don't think you're going to get any better. No, you're not going to get better. You're not going to get better. Wrong, bad word choice. You're not going to get better. But maybe you can get bigger. Uh, so you don't wanna, maybe you can get bigger, but you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to fall off the cliff there. No, no. So I think the Ravens are going to find add somebody in the middle of their line over the course of the next yeah. week. I agree. I, I think that, that that could certainly be a veteran. That could be a trade, something like that. I mean, the Ravens, despite having a quarterback on his rookie deal, aren't like swimming in cash. They, yeah. they can't make a ton of big moves. Um, but I, I think that they can make a big move in the front seven, big-ish, let's say. And I think that they, I, I think that they could spend some money on the offensive line. I agree with you. And I think bringing in a veteran there would be really great. I mean, that's a young offensive line. If you look at it, Ronnie Stanley, Orlando Brown is your tackles, Bradley Bozeman is your left guard, and you have screw up Patrick slash Patrick McCary as your center. You know, that is a young group. I think that it would be nice to get a, a veteran guard in there. Um, you know, the the other side of that, though, is like the offensive line is really important, right? Because the Ravens run the ball more than anybody by a large margin, and they will continue to do so. But can the Ravens get by with a not great, great, you know, line without investing a ton of line because of who Lamar Jackson is and because of the scheme that Greg Roman has? I, I'm just throwing that out there as a hypothetical, right? I think because, I, I think the answer to that is yes, right. So so because I mean, pass rushers just can't pin their ears back as much because of Lamar, right? They have to keep their gap integrity. Now that that it, it, I think doesn't imply as much the interior guys, right? Like I mean, you get beat on the inside, you're it's just, you're done anyway. That, yeah, I think that applies more to your edge guys, um, but you know it, it, it's spread um, and. I just think that with Greg Roman's scheme, I mean, look at look at Bradley Bozeman, and, and it's no knock on Bradley. I think he's a great player. You know, I think I think he's a very good player, right? Bradley Bozeman was a sixth round pick. Yeah, yeah. I think sixth round pick you plugged in, and pretty darn good. Yeah, pretty darn good. And and that's a credit to Bradley, but I think that's also a credit to this Ravens offense as a whole and Greg Roman and putting him in good positions, favorable positions, uh, and so maybe you don't have to invest a ton in the offensive line. Right. Especially I mean, I, especially when you have two Pro Bowl tackles. 
Right. And, and I mean, McCary, I think, is maybe even a better example than Bozeman. Skura gets hurt. McCary, an undrafted rookie, goes in, and there's not a drop-off, really. Um, and, right. And yeah. So, so I mean, Yada kind of talked about that last week. Like, he pointed to the to the Rams game. He's like, well, why do you think the offensive line was so good? You know, talking exactly. from a broad level and even talking about himself a little bit. He's like, because we were collectively – it's kind of chicken or the egg. Because the offensive line – playing well because yeah. uh, you're running the ball so well or is, are you running the ball so well because your offensive line is great I, I think obviously those things work in you know work in tandem but when you have Lamar and you have this offense you're going to be able to run the ball better than any other team in the league so that helps an offensive line and that neutralizes guys like Aaron Donald uh, or J.J. Yep. Watt or whoever the great right. defensive front did players you, did it- did Aaron Donald play in, in that I know, I know. you didn't hear his name. LA? Not at all. Yeah. You didn't hear his name once. Which is crazy. Right. The score goes down halfway through the game. Patrick McCarry is thrown into the fire, and I literally, I mean, not literally, but Aaron, yeah, Aaron Donald didn't make any He was a non-factor. He, yeah. He was a non-factor. I mean, I, I was he wiped off the score sheet? I, I, he may have had a tap, but so, but okay. So I agree with you and all that. I'm with you, but I right. don't necessarily know that the approach is who cares about the offensive line. It's going to be good no matter I, who we throw in there. I know. I, I, I know. <laughs> I, it, this might be, it just might be somewhere in the middle. Right. I mean, I definitely think, like I said, at the beginning, they're going to, they're going to draft a guard slash tackle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how high that player is. I think it, will determine whether they're going to have a legitimate shot to be the starter week one or not. Yeah. Um, I think I've already said on, on mailbag perhaps it was that um, I just don't see a first round guard. It, it, it just, the, the players projected to be there and the, the value that they have, it just doesn't seem to align right now. Mm-hmm. Right. I still look at the defensive side of the ball as what I would expect for a first round pick from the Ravens. Um, but you know, Kalechi Assembly was a starter, and he was a second-round pick. He, he was immediately a starter. Uh, so, Funny you bring him up. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, already been yeah, talk of that, him coming back to Baltimore. Yeah. I, I, I don't personally see that one happening. Um, but, you know, I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I just don't see that coming to fruition. Right. Um but I think I think it could be somebody like him. I, exactly. I That's what, there's, exactly. There's, there's like a middle ground there. I don't think the Ravens are going to spend top money, you know, to bring in somebody, uh, an offensive lineman. I, but I do think maybe somebody gets cut or or kind of that second tier or third tier offensive lineman that somebody look at. I do think at some point they will add a veteran there, especially with James Hurst now looking at a four game suspension to start the year. Yeah. I, I, they, when you go through the Ravens' history of the past, you know, forever, really, they've done a really good job of finding those quality veterans who can come in and play uh, and be pretty good players. Um, and they're not necessarily huge. They, they don't get a huge contract. Um, could, could Andre could Andre Smith be that guy already? They've already Ravens have already resigned him to a one year deal. Here's a longtime veteran tackle. Is there any way that he bumps? They, they try bumping him into guard. That would be, I, I mean, that's a big guard. I talked about getting bigger. That's a, <laughs> that's a big guard. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily see that one. I mean, he's played tackle his entire career. That might be a bit of a stretch. I, I saw, I saw though, I, I want to say that I was reading Jeff Hobson over at Bengals.com, and he said that they were already kind of playing around with him at guard over there um, before they released him. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. Some of these guys, I mean, I I think Joe Ortiz talked about it, that it's not necessarily like it takes a special skill 
to really kind of, my wife is taking my picture right now of me recording. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we'll be going out on social media. Um, I look ridiculous. Are you, are you, are you wearing pants? That's the question. (laughs) Keep it from the top up, babe. (laughs) I, I will admit that I did not shower last night. I was like, I'm not going to the office. What's the matter? Yeah. What's the matter? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Basically over the course of this time, everyone's just going to grow a huge beard and just be completely disheveled by the time we have to all go back into the office. Exactly. Exactly. What, what, what is life? See, Garrett has no kids, right? If you have no kids, this is a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) For those of us who have kids, this is, this is purgatory. I mean, I've never, I want to give a shout out to all of the um, daycare providers out there in the world, preschool providers. You all, y'all behind the doctors who are taking care of this whole thing and the, you know, first responders, you all are the MVPs. Because you don't appreciate how much you love your daycare provider until you have to care for your kids 24-7. Right. And I'll tell you, <laughs> Yeah, you're working out for you. Oh, on a Sunday night, on a Sunday night after weekend, you're like, man, I am exhausted. You know, part, I drop the kids off at daycare tomorrow, head into the office. It'll be all good. Last night, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> a little different. A little different these days. Um <laughs> So before uh, before nap time expires, um, uh, yeah. the, let's uh, the, I agree. Let's talk about some of the guys who are free agents for the Ravens. So Jimmy Smith, yeah. Michael Pierce. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Eric said at the combine, I expect Jimmy to test the market. Well, he's testing it right now. He's out there. So, um, yep. you know, I think a guy like it's Bradley Roby signed a contract over the weekend. Yes. Veteran uh, who got ten million a year, right? R- right around there, right. You know yep. th- that he's younger than Jimmy, uh, but Jimmy's a better player when Jimmy's healthy. You know, so uh, could Isn't that be Roby, the- like getting benched for some time? Or yeah, I mean, like Roby's like- Roby's had some ups and downs, but he's not been as good of a player. The top end for Jimmy is definitely better than the top end for Roby. So if Roby's getting right. ten million a year, is that going to be the market for Jimmy? Right, right. Now Bradley Roby, right? Bradley Roby wasn't a starter until a full time starter until year five. Right. Um, now he's been more durable than Jimmy. You know, he's, he's played almost every game last year. He missed six, but, but anyway, yeah, I mean, cornerbacks are expensive. They just are. They get, they get a lot of money. It's a passing league. The Ravens know that better than anybody. I mean, they've invested a lot of money into their secondary and a cornerback. And at the end of the day, you have to draw a line somewhere, right? I mean, the Ravens, I would expect to give Marlon Humphrey a contract extension you know, next off season is what I would expect. Maybe it could come at some point during this season. Um, but I, I would expect that deal to get done. They've already paid Marcus Peters. So they've already paid Tavon Young. You know, you can't pay everybody top money. And I think that Jimmy, as much as he would like to stay with the Ravens and said so on our own podcast, you know, and I think the Ravens would love to have Jimmy at the end of the day, you can't spend all your money. at quarterback. Yeah. You right. Know? Right. And in the and, and in the secondary, just in the secondary in general, you know, you already right. also got Earl Thomas, and you signed Chuck Clark to a new extension. Exactly. So, and 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 you also have some young corners that maybe that it's their time to step up. You know, I mean, you dro- you drafted Anthony Averett in the fourth round, a talented kid out of Alabama who has all the tools, the speed, everything. You know, how is he ever going to get better if he doesn't get any reps? He's not. You know, <laughs> he, he so. 
he needs a chance to, to step up. I'm in Marshall from last year's draft. I think another fourth round pick out of Southern Cal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. The Ravens obviously have three top end corners and they still might have the best corner duo in the league. Yeah. With Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, Tavon Young on the inside coming back. He has some question marks, obviously, because he's come back from the neck injury. Um, but when he's healthy and playing, I love Tavon. He's a, he's a fantastic slot corner. So, it's hard. It's hard to then justify paying Jimmy. Jimmy falls in a, in a category to me similar to Michael Pierce, where the Ravens just had an uh, an abundance of talent. They were overloaded at one position. It was you know at defensive tackle they had Brandon Williams and Michael Pierce, two fantastic run stuffers. They were spoiled at cornerback. They had all these top end corners. They were spoiled at the position, and at at, at some point. You have to kind of split that capital amongst other positions. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be tough to keep him. Um, and if he ends up leaving, this is like you know he's a 10 year veteran. This is going to be the last big contract, most likely that he has a chance to sign. So I don't mm-hmm. fault him for trying to maximize that. Um, oh, you know, I never fault any player for trying to maximize yeah. what they get. Yeah, that's any and anybody who does is silly. I mean, these guys. Uh, listen to Marshall, the uh, Marshall Yonda podcast last week. These guys put themselves through a lot, uh, physically, mentally, to do this. You should not expect hometown discounts or anything like that. Players are going to take what they can get, and I don't blame them. You know, one position that I thought the Ravens could maybe target um, is inside a linebacker during free agency. You know, like Christian Kirksey from the Browns as an example, but it doesn't look like – I think yeah. he may have even just signed somewhere. I think um, he signed with the Packers, I think. Yeah, so, so – like that's an interesting one because as the Ravens saw last year with Josh Bynes, a lot of times those guys can kind of fly under the radar and they've actually had success in finding some of those veteran inside linebackers. Like go back to when Ray Lewis retired and they brought in Daryl Smith and no one even like batted an eye like Daryl Smith, who's yeah. that? And then he was really good. Yeah. yeah, but that wasn't a free agency. That was like, I think later in the, or that was after the strike or that was, was there's something with the timing of that. That was after, that was after June 1st. So basically he didn't count against the comp pick formula, but right, exactly. he just sat it out there. He just sat there for and, and, three months because no one cared and, about an inside linebacker. So did Josh Bynes. I mean, I know, I know with, with veteran, with veteran inside linebackers. I agree with you. I, that's more rather than a Christian Kirksey. Like these inside linebackers are getting paid these days. Um, I mean, everybody's getting paid. So like, <laughs> I, I don't really think that look at last year, a bunch of inside linebackers got big deals. Um, so I don't think that I expect them to go after one of those kind of guys, but I expect it to be more like you're talking, kind of a Daryl Smith, you know, maybe not a Josh Bynes where they sign a midseason. Yeah, you know, I don't think you want to wait I, that I think long. We're waiting for – I would not be surprised for them to wait until the wave passes and see who they get. Maybe maybe it's just till after the draft, and you see if you end up getting an inside linebacker in the first round who happened to play at Oklahoma or LSU. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if, if you're thinking, if, if the thinking is, let's see if we could get a guy like Josh Bynes, who is most likely mm-hmm. to be out there still this summer, then you could wait until after the draft. Um, if, right. you're, if you're trying to go more in the 
an elevated level from that, then maybe you have to act before the draft. But yeah, I think, I mean, I think the Ravens want to use free agency, which is how they approach it every single year to plug up as many holes as possible. They don't, you, yep. you just, you don't want to go into the draft where it's like, Oh my gosh, they have a glaring need at whatever position. And they, everyone knows that's going to be the position that you take because that's such a huge need. And then you get desperate and you, um, you teams do it all the time. They're desperate to fill a specific need. They end up trading. They end up over, they end up reaching on players. Right. So, so you yep. don't want to go into the draft with that kind of a situation. The Ravens have done a really good job of avoiding that. So then you can say, we've got a couple spots we'd like to address. We can take best player available. Um, and allow the quality of the player to dictate it more than just the need. So, if they yep. if there is a player that makes sense there it would not surprise me. Um, I think that there will be my prediction would be I, I don't know that there will be a, a signing to the level of an Earl Thomas or a Mark Ingram, but I think the Ravens will make you know by the end of the week Really? Really of Earl Thomas? Uh, I mean Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is a little unique because he didn't sign yeah, a right. huge contract, but he, the name recognition there is massive. Earl Thomas signed um, a, a massive contract. Like, yeah. like I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. There will be another guy that signs that big you're of a saying, contract. You're, you're not sure that there's, that Jadavion Clowney's coming is what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I probably agree with you on that. But I, I think he'll be in the mix, a, though. I, I think, think there, I think there could be a couple of like bigger deals. Mark Ingram kind of level talent. Uh, of deal, I, I get. I, I would agree with that. I just don't. I, I don't know that they're going to have sh- mega deals that are mm-hmm, going to be mm-hmm, handed mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. like they did for. I all. agree. I agree. There's too many players on this team to get that you need to pay. Yeah, and and they're already um, a really good team, so not as many holes yeah. necessarily. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. So look, all right. By the time we finish this, uh, it's probably going to be outdated because things change in an instant. During free agency, yeah, people are going to be like, "Why are they reacting to DeAndre Hopkins?" Yeah, yeah, so that, was, so, yeah that was hours ago, forever ago, yeah. exactly. Yesterday's exactly. news. I got. I do have one question for you before we go. How well stocked are you on the toilet paper? <laughs> you are you in need? I know I'm good. I'm good. I got. I just had somebody hit me up on Twitter asking. I got 28 rolls. <laughs> you're, you're, you're looking to barter it. You're trying to sell. <laughs> I, yeah, I might. I might be willing. You'll see. You know, plus. You'll I, sell me I, I some have, toilet paper have, for hand sanitizer yeah. or something like that. I, you know, I my wife got a hand sanitizer too. Uh, you know, so and I don't think she paid like you know three hundred dollars for it either. So I was pretty <laughs> excited about that. I will also add that I have a bidet, so that's cutting down on the toilet paper. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm smart, man. You got to think. You got to think in times like these. Yeah, that's that's how we do it down in one percenterville with a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> We don't got that up here. Uh, I am socked. On, I, I I'm not one of those crazies that went to like Costco and BJ's and and took you know ten thousand rolls of toilet paper. But I got the normal amount. I'm stocked. Uh, I've got groceries for probably at least the next ten days. So I feel like oh, I'm in a pretty days, good place. That's not gonna be enough. That's well, the grocery stores uh, grocery stores are staying open. We'll be good. Well, I know, but that you're still putting yourself at risk. I know. I know. Got to get the mask. Dude, I, I'm, I'm in full bunker mode. I could go three months down here. <laughs> You're going to be a hunker down down there, huh? <laughs> Basically, it's this a nature walk, man. Mm-hmm. Stay for the pod. That's yeah. it. Um, anyway, best of luck to you all, to you, Garrett, and to everybody out there listening to the pod. Please stay indoors as much as you can. This is my, my public service announcement. Stay inside. Flatten the earth. 
All right. Let's keep everybody safe as much as we can. For Don't sure. be going out to the bars for St. Patty's Day if they're even open in Maryland or not. Yeah. yeah stay there. inside as much as you can. And uh, like like Ryan said at the start of this, we're going to try to do the podcast every day during this time. Um, so we hope we can be a little bit of uh, – enjoyment during this kind of scary uneasy time so uh send us your questions uh, at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net thank you so much for listening and we will be back with you tomorrow